This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Intersections podcast with your host, myself, Michelle. This podcast is intended to promote different voices from the Upper Valley, sharing their experience of community and providing a forum for each participant to be heard without comment or judgment. Our guest today will remain anonymous and we invite you, listener, to simply listen. So I'd like to welcome today's guest. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I have a first question to get us started, which is, what is your personal vision or definition of community? Oh, wow. What a... (laughs) I thought this was going to be like a softballing when you have for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I feel like it's super geographically based, I guess, for me. Something about proximity. I feel like it's a little hard to have fully online communities, though possible, I guess those people can comfort you when you're sad, but they can't really, like, show up and drive you to the doctor or, like, make you food when you're sick. Is there anything particular in your personal experience that has shaped your vision of community? Yeah. I moved here over the summer, and I grew up in Washington, D.C., and after that, I was kind of traveling around Arizona and the West a little bit, and then I went to college in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, which is an interesting place. Like, I don't know if you know it, but... It's a military town, but it's also the evangelical Vatican of the United States. It also has like a liberal arts college there with like just a lot of like money and also a hotel that just secretly controls the politics of the town. It's like a perfect shitstorm, but I'm transgender, so I transitioned there. And before that, I was still not anything straight. I was like a butch lesbian in Colorado Springs. And then I was like an early on testosterone trans person in Colorado Springs. So I feel like all of the stuff that's like physical safety wise, you really need a community to have your back, but also stuff that makes it hard to live and exist as a person, like have like the nearest place to go get prescribed HRT be like an hour away. I think community having each other's backs. There was like a great mutual aid network that I haven't really found here. It was always changing, but pretty well organized and had just like a lot of people who just wanted to like, I don't know, build the world that they were trying to live in. And we're always showing up for each other and for just randos who they met in the park, (laughs) like giving out food. It was, yeah, I think that was a big experience. So this actually segues nicely into my next question, which is how do you experience community in the Upper Valley? I moved here somewhat recently, and I think it took a while to build it, for myself at least, like in terms of building my community. Like there's the people that I work with, and there's friends that I have from the skate park, and my girlfriend goes to the Center for Cartoon Studies, so there's her her school friends. And it all seems kind of like disconnected, and I feel like I need to... Yeah, like, I feel like I'm pulling my people in. I don't know, it's just, like, insane to be, like, a young adult because you're still kind of, like, a baby and you can kind of take care of yourself, but your parents just throw you out into the world and are like, oh, like, I hope these other actual children take care of my child and, like, are there. (laughs) And, you know, that's worked out so far somehow. (laughs) You're talking about pulling your people in, which ties into my next question, which is what, what exactly do you do to build community? Just hanging out <laughs> so far. I feel like doing stuff together is, I don't know, maybe the part that I'm missing. In Colorado Springs, I, like, I was like going out with like a group of people every weekend, cooking food, gathering like supplies and like medical supplies and seeing what people needed and like distributing it. I was also like working on like film projects with people all the time. 
And I feel like those are the things that I've been lacking and want more of. But uh, not to not to shit talk, just like, I don't know, like smoking weed on the couch. Like, that's lovely, too. <laughs> so I'm wondering about a time since you've been in the Upper Valley where you felt really recognized and included as a valued member of an Upper Valley community. Can you think of an experience like that? A friend of mine hosted a Galentine's thing, and I was, like, a little hesitant about it because I was like, oh, why are you inviting me to this? I'm not a gal. But it was just, like, a few other non-gals there, too, and, like, just some, like, I don't know, just, like, really nice people who I hadn't met before but were instantly just really chill to be around. And also, okay, this is another one that, like, really comes to mind. I had some friends who over the summer I met at the skate park and they hosted a like trans and queer skate meetup and I roller skate but a bunch of people who skateboarded and roller skated and did just like whatever showed up and it was just all of these like queer people just like and like trans people just like taking the space and like yeah it was kind of a cool takeover because it was like oh this is such a strength in numbers and like we can make this a more comfortable place for us to skate just by all showing up at the same time. Yeah, I want to try to get people to host another one. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about how you felt in that moment? Gosh, I showed up a little late, but I f- felt, like, less embarrassed to fall on my ass, really. <laughs> um, yeah, and just also, like, oh, wow, I want to meet all of these people. I want to, like, know everyone here at some point. So what do you think you could do or could bring to the table in terms of encouraging more of these positive experiences for yourself, for others? I don't know, because I I don't know how long I'm going to be in the Upper Valley. I don't know if I'm just going to be here for two years while my girlfriend is in school or if I'm going to be here for longer. But I feel like like a good organizing effort takes a lot of commitment and, like, actual work. And, like, I've kind of moved around a lot. But I feel like if you're starting something, it's important to, like, stay and to make sure it stays alive and make sure that, like, the people who are involved with it at least have something off the ground. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about all the areas, like, attempts to try and solve the infamous housing crisis. And I feel like what really needs to happen, like, it's all talk of top-down. Like, I went to this housing meeting that they were putting on, and it just seemed like like three landlords and the guy who owns Mascoma Bank just agreeing that they were doing everything they could, and it's that's kind of seems not enough to me. I feel like rather maybe than like a mutual aid union like in Colorado Springs where you go and hand out food and like give people supplies just to make homelessness less bearable, I feel like a lot of people here might be housed, but like technically, but in just like shitty conditions. And that kind of activism here might look more like a tenants union, like just everyone coming together to, yeah, have strength in numbers that way. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm the one to start it. (laughs) I don't know if I'm accurate with my assessment of what a place that I've been in for nine months needs. On a, a different sort of perspective, have you had a time in the Upper Valley where you felt excluded? Yeah, sometimes when I hang out with all of the kids who go to my girlfriend's art school, it can be a bit harrowing because, I don't know, I'm not with them every day at school. I like them all a lot, but like sometimes they'll be just like talking about just such in specific in-crowd grad school and grad student life. I don't know, maybe she feels the same way when I hang out with like my friends from work. So what what is challenging in those moments? 
like, oh, like I want this experience of we're all doing something together. Yeah, that's not where I'm at. I don't think I'm ever gonna be in school again. I would like the experience of being in school without the experience of working while being in school, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm missing out all working on creative projects together and I feel like I get jealous of like the enthusiasm, but I feel like if that's what I want, there's another way I can try and build it, you know? Mm. So how do you respond in the moment? I just become a wallflower <laughs> or a wallflower for me. I feel like I'm kind of outgoing, so maybe to everyone else, I just seem super normal. <laughs> <laughs> And do you have any insight into how you might go about working with that feeling in the future that might be more helpful? Yeah, I think just trying to build my own thing, you know? I feel like there's community stuff I want might not be set up, or maybe it is and I just need to find it. Yeah, I feel like it would be productive to, like, let it drive me to, like, I don't know, go find creative projects and go find, like, social justice projects that just are, like, already existing or need to exist. Is there anything that you might have been able to ask for from others to help you feel a little more included in in those moments? I don't want to ruin their excitement just because I'm bummed out. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's important for them to have that space to be like, we're all excited because we're making comics. And it's like, you should be, you should be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious about one thing that you mentioned, which is that idea of maybe looking for more groups that already exist Do you know where to look, how to access information? Yeah, I've been going to a trans mask support group with like the Vermont Pride Center and everyone's kind of off in Burlington. That seems to be the place to go. Last night I went to a workers center event too, which seemed nice. And yeah, it seems like there's some of the foundation for stuff like that. And some people already like really go in and yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Thank you, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your experience of inclusion and exclusion in the Upper Valley. For all our listeners out there, the platform is open. If anyone wants to speak up and share their stories, you can reach out to myself or my co-creator, Julius, by writing us an email to intersections at catv8.org. That's intersections, I-N-T-E-R. S-E-C-T-I-O-N-S at C-A-T-V 8, the number 8, dot org, O-R-G. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to C-A-T-V Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at C-A-T-V, please visit our website at C-A-T-V 8, dot org. That is C-A-T-V, the number 8, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.